Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's gimmick infringement, good sir. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm not used to this. No, first of Life all. Life is like a game show with a full cast of presenters will be seen tonight. So then we may bring you this W2M Net feature presentation. Round of, round of applause, everybody. We- round of applause. Good evening. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is your part. I already did my part. I did my gimmick and infringed on it very well. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening. And welcome as the W2M Network presents Life is Like a Game Show. I am your moderator of sorts, kind of-ish, sort of, I guess. Apparently things get kind of hectic when I don't show up. This is where you really are the voice of reason. Complete with even more gimmick infringement of me eating something on the show. Uh, As long as you're not getting hammered, I think we're okay. A a nice use of the pick band option with the crust and everything with the chili. Oh, Christ on a cracker, Jack. Nope, 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 nope. I got got a draft pick. I got to ban the Cuervo. We got to ban it for the Veto. I'm gonna pat I'm gonna pass that to the next person and see if I can't steal their bank instead. <laughs> Anywho, I'll let you lead off on that one right myself. I am your moderator. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Thank you for joining us. Also here today, the executive producer, he is the DSDO. He is Eric Watkins. I'm actually in the top corner where I should be. This feels right somehow. JTN 2002, he is Jonathan Nelson. Uh, I'm a little salty because of a certain hockey game, but I suppose I can let that slide for now unless somebody decides to instigate. Oh, I have I have questions for you, Jonathan. Possibly as many as 500 of them. Oh, you want a battle? In addition... The man who will be getting our show started officially in just a few moments. He is Brian Espinoza. Hello out there. How are you How all are you doing? doing? Greetings, salutations, whatnots. We are live to what? you. I'm all. sorry. I'm still like <laughs> exhausted after last night's three and a half hour episode of League to the Max or whatever. Then allow me for once to get us on track. News, everyone. Not quite yet. We have to do our plugs first. By which I mean we have to discuss the fact that we are live on Facebook. And uh, I do believe we're live on YouTube. Or not YouTube. Uh, Twitter as well. Yes. We are, not, we are not currently live on Twitch, however. Damn you, Rattledge. But that's okay. You, you know, always a quiz show. Um, 
Mark always produces the content. Speaking of which, I actually just produced some content with Mark myself. We'll be talking about it a little bit later on when we get to our plugs and for the for the particular podcast. Easy for me to say. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, that's what we were doing right now. Look, no, everybody no. knows you start with the small plug and then over time you upgrade <laughs> to the larger one. That's how this that. works. And if you're uh, wrong with that, you can send your hate mail to s.garo.gmail.com. Wow, we're getting... I'm insane. sure. We're, okay, we're, okay, hold on a second. We're, Eric, I'm pretty sure he did not understand <laughs> that reference, but the fact that he made that plug just fits so well. So well. Um, A, we're getting awfully gimmick and fringy awfully early on this episode. <laughs> B, Eric, that's certainly a point of viewer to have. Hey, viewer discretion isn't always advised. We talk about that around Some, here. Sometimes it's just blatantly fucking ignored. All right, so we actually had a busy couple of weeks in the downtime. We wanted to real quick, on behalf of all of us, uh, thank all of our men and women of service. We took last week off in honor of Veterans Day. We want to thank everybody who either has or is currently actively serving this country and allowing us to uphold the ability to do these kind of shenanigans on a podcast on a weekly basis. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute you. And with that, now we go over to the news desk. And your anchor here on Life is Like a Game Show for the news desk is Brian Espinoza. Oh, yes. Hi. <laughs> God, you, 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 you're all right God there. You, you're good. Fabulous. I'm not Fabulous start, Brian. I'm not good, but I'll be okay. Uh, today's breaking news. Um, I don't know if any of this news is really breaking, but we've got a lot of it. Um, our first bit of news Tic-Tac is back. Yes, Tic-Tac-Doe, the game show, last hosted by Wink Martindale sometime in the 90s. I'll let Jonathan handle that one. Um, it's back. He's the one that found out the news, so when we, uh, we'll we we'll go to him in a moment here for a little bit more on that. Um, there is quite a bit of news. Uh, our next bit of news here as I get rid of some very distracting background noise in my headphones, um, we have updates on Miam Bialik and her possibility of hosting Jeopardy. Um, sources within the Jeopardy production crew uh, are saying that she is not fitting in very well. Um, Primarily, it's because she's not meshing with the culture of the show. Um, apparently, they're saying that she's doing the job, at least good enough. She has been very insistent on doing things her own way. Uh, and one of those includes wardrobe is apparently like the biggest sticking point so what so um, wait a minute wait a minute so you're telling me that there's a wardrobe malfunction yes go well, ahead out. go ahead <laughs> 
Just Gordon. don't. Sorry. I, I, I must reiterate. Don't get too heavy handed on the monkey. Hey, that's my job. Giggity. <laughs> that's on. what she said. Oh, all right. Giggity, 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 go. Oh. We know what's happening here. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you for listening to the Family Guy Appreciation episode of <laughs> Life is Like a Game Show. All right. Carry- hey, all, right all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Carry on, hey, Brian. They make enough game show references. They're welcome around here. <laughs> Paramedics, come on down. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. We're off, to, we're off to a rolling start today, aren't we, gentlemen? Rails? Wait, there were supposed to be rails? <laughs> I think we're doing I think I don't know. Are we doing better or worse with Randy being or um yeah Harry being back? I said Randy, wow. Yes. Okay, <laughs> it's it's bad it's bad enough that I gotta do podcasts with Jets fans. Now you're gonna call me one? What the fuck? But at least you're but at least you're not Henry. You got that part right. <laughs> Well, Ken's was a surprisingly sober one on the kickoff last week. We we don't need to talk about that episode. (laughs) No, no. I'm going to alcohol to go with this ginger ale. All right, we're going to go. Perhaps I should take over while Brian recovers. Because I don't want this news desk to drag on. No. I'm good. So yeah, um, Mian Bialik is not having a good time, or at least Jeopardy staff is not having a good time with her. Um, they don't like the fact that she's picking her own wardrobe. Um, apparently she's been like heavy, you know, I'm doing this my way, whether you like it or not on certain things. Um, and there is absolutely zero word or progress, it seems, uh, for Jeopardy trying to find a permanent host. Well, the good news to that is football season's over in like four months. There's a guy in Green Bay who apparently the NFL is not particularly fond of his current COVID-19 status. (coughs) Sony might not be either. Hashtag bet on Bavada. Nice, uh, uh, nice touch, nice. I'm just saying, if you were to say, I don't know, Both clap, put an estimate on this at about nine to one odds, there could be something happening, and a lot of people could profit off of it. Continue. Twenty one means twenty one. God damn it. We're not talking about that show tonight either. All right, let's go ahead and continue. We got to get him on more. We got to get him on more of these shows because he's just like missing all of the inside references from all of the other shows. I got the 21. I got the 21 reference. You did. Yeah, I like how Eric. I like how Eric. Had to wait take, a second! It's like oh I like right how there. Eric had to take a second and figure out which way to point the finger. 
Well, right yeah. now, Eric, I don't have that problem. But well, again, right now, Eric, that finger's pointing back. Are at you. you sure you don't have that problem normally, Eric, knowing which way to point the finger? You mean like with right now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to it. Come on. Let's finish up the Miami all extort. Uh, I mean, that's it. Uh, apparently, but, apparently, Jeopardy staff uh, claims that she's not fitting in very well, uh, and they don't like the fact that she's picking her own wardrobe along with. I guess apparently, the the articles that I've seen have not really gone into detail as to what these other things are, but apparently. Uh, she has been rather insistent on doing certain things her own way, uh, ignoring the producers, ignoring everybody, which makes me wonder if that Sony executive that they put in charge of Jeopardy is even actually there on taping day uh, to tell Bialik, uh, no, this is how it's going to go. Do it or you're fired. Because as much as I hate to say it, Actually, I really don't hate to say it. What am I hell? What the hell am I saying? Um, it might get a little awkward, but I think they could afford to get rid of Bialik as a as a one of these, you know, co-host or host or whatever you want to call it. They'll get Ken Jennings. Like they'll throw money at the vault at Ken Jennings to get him to cover the rest of the shows. Honestly, I I really just they need to just go ahead and name his ass the permanent host already, but because at this point. You don't exactly have people lining up for the gig anymore. Especially after the Mike Richards situation. Um, Especially with Trivial Pursuit coming back. More on that later. Yeah, you've already got one of your candidates now that you were could have potentially considered out of the running. Uh, because LeVar Burton is getting his own game show, which we're getting to in literally just a moment. I'll get my own game show with Blackjack and Hookers. Wait, what? Oh, forget the blackjack and the hookers. That's <laughs> ah, screw the whole thing. You know what? For, for forget the blackjack. Just give me the hookers. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely putting the explicit tag on this one, ladies and gentlemen. As <laughs> if you thought anything T- different. <laughs> TV party didn't. Oh wait, that's a rattling gimmick. Whoa. Never mind. What if we had one clean episode this whole show? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I think if Bialik does not want to play ball and if she's creating a hostile work environment. Let's which... be honest. Has she really made that much of a difference to the numbers on the syndicated versions of Jeopardy anyways? I think I... the ratings have gone down, actually. Not yeah. to mention in an extra little bit about that. Not only or she is she clashing with producers as far as the show. She's clashing with the whole production staff. It's not even just the producers. Well, but my point is, she's clashing with the staff. Meanwhile, Ken Jennings, who stepped back in. They love him. His first, so much to the fact that they knew his first episode back aired November 8th, the anniversary of Alex Trebek's death. How they handled that, like, you know what? We're not going to tell him right now. We don't want that on his mind. We want him to do the show. We will let him know afterwards. They did, and Ken was just like, thank you. Wow. So you're already getting an extra rapport right there. Everybody's in tune and knows what's up. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, keep in mind, 
Ken Jennings is no stranger around Sony. I mean, he was there for 74 episodes in a row on his run. Here's my question as far now, as as far as Jennings's other commitments for for Jeopardy though. How here, he, here's the here's the thing real, with that real, though. Real I'm quick, sorry, to, I, I want to cut you off while we're on the topic of of hit being his, his run and everything. That run was the early of early 2000s. Yeah, right after they removed the five game cap. This is like we're talking almost 20 years ago at this point. Now, yes, it is it's it's pretty known that a lot of Jeopardy staffers are lifers, right? Like a lot of those folks come in, they make a very long career out of it, but not it's not the same cast and crew that was there during his run, that's for sure. But I do want I, I do I do I do want to make that I felt I feel that distinction has to be made. Right. And I do want to make Harry's point and have you finish your point because yes. You were mentioning his other commitments. I was about to say, how would his involvement with other shows such as The Chase or such as the one on GSN, I forget what it's called. Masterminds. Thank you. How would those affect his availability on a full-time scale for Jeopardy? Um, I would assume they would have some sort of other situation like they're doing with Bialik now when she's doing with Call Me Cat. If he's got times to where he's got to be on The Chase... They'll go ahead and find some way to either do different rescheduling for taping days, having some other guest host, things like that, because they know his schedule with the chase. They at least have a rough idea with his schedule for masterminds. So it's really going to be less difficult for him to manage these things since he's already on top of being interim host, a top consultant on the show. So they've already got an idea that's like, okay, What's your schedule for this and this? We can work around it if need be. Yeah, because it doesn't, it's not like they have to tape every day or anything like that. Game shows tape like two, three days a week. Yeah. Even Aaron Rodgers did the math himself. They tape 87 days out of the year. Yeah. And I'm sure Jeopardy can roll its way around whatever other commitments that he has right i would uh, yeah even and even then i think if if sony is smart right ken jennings is your guy that wants the well i don't know if he wants the gig like he wants the gig yes but obviously he's not out there saying look i want the gig right like if you give him the gig he'll take it yeah and i think he's the only person who's still around that truly wants the gig right i I think if you're sony you have to if you're not sitting down in some closed door discussions with like you and some big wig who's allowed to put as many zeros in front of a number as necessary to get a job done and saying look what is it gonna take for you to host this show i think sony's fucking up and i'm also going to add this little caveat hypothetically let's assume that this plays out to a natural conclusion and bialik is out how are they going to spin this as far as the primetime specials that she was originally going to set to be host would you also finagle aaron Rodgers potentially into those or someone else 
I would love to see Aaron Rodgers come back. If you go back to our Jeopardy episode, I said flat out Aaron Rodgers was like my number two guy. Mm-hmm. Right behind <laughs> Ben Jennings. Aaron Rodgers is your celebrity Jeopardy host. Done. I'm bit, right? Unless you unless you do what Wheel decided to do finally, which was follow in the vein of what Family Feud's been doing for years, which is create a fan or wow, I said family celebrity version of their game. And have the but, same basically have the same production staff and everything involved in the celebrity edition. Right. But here's the problem with that, right? We've seen how celebrity jeopardies have gone in the past when they've hosted them. For the first couple of months, maybe seasons, sure, you can probably get some high intellectual caliber celebrities onto your show. But Jeopardy is a very cerebral quiz show, right? You don't want it to turn to the SNL version of itself. Exactly the point I'm going I was going to make. You do not want to devalue the Jeopardy brand as a whole by dumbing down the questions for celebrities who do not have the intelligence quotient necessary yeah, to compete doing- on a standard Jeopardy run episode, etc. Doing a syndicate doing a syndicated version of the celebrity Jeopardy is one thing. Doing like, doing an actual like primetime special version of it would taint the well, leg- would taint the legacy of Jeopardy. Yeah, well that's yeah, if they if they went the syndicated primetime route like Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud have done, yeah, you're exactly right. That tanks. Nine times out of ten that tanks. Right. Maybe they could get away with a one-season wonder of it, right? I think you can find enough intellectual celebrities out there, and you'd probably be defining celebrities somewhat loosely. Because, um, uh, and honesty, when they've done it before, they've pulled in a lot of like news-type folks. And I don't know if you can necessarily consider them quote-unquote celebrities, but... Yeah, no. Uh, Bialik is definitely uh, the approval ratings for Bialik are are not good. Um, I don't see her lasting much longer. I think she's out at the end of the spring season. I'd really say that this show needs to go with Ken Jennings, and the answer to this hosting dilemma is really if you make it so a Trivial pursuit. He's he's trying to give us a segue. I'll let him have the segue, but I'm not giving him the monkey. So speaking of trivial pursuit. Um actually, actually, hold on, we're not done with Jeopardy yet. What else do we have to cover with Jeopardy? Amy uh, Schneider. Oh, oh yes, right, I'm right. sorry. New champ. Yes, yeah, we, we have, have a new Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. We have, we have a, a new, new champion, team. was it today? Let me yep. pull up the article here. Amy Schneider, not the first, but ironic that Transgender Awareness Week, Transgender Woman becomes champion. 
I so a thirty something thousand dollar win. Thirty one thousand uh, hundred dollars. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold. Uh, she won it in final Jeopardy. No such thing as a coincidence, sir. Coincidence does take a lot of planning, as Malcolm Nance would say. But I approve. Gentlemen, may I remind you that it is a federal crime to rig a game show. Look, look, look. We're not saying they pulled a Mike Richards for this incident, okay? We're not I'm doing saying, that. I'm saying more along the lines of the timing of these episodes being aired is convenient. And perhaps the picking of contestants, knowing when the air date of the show is going to be. I have... Yeah, I have absolutely. Yeah, that's that's perfectly legal. Yeah, yeah, I have I have no issue at all with the fact that it happened. More power to them. We'll we'll go with the proper pronouns here. The idea, though, that this is somehow a gigantic coincidence doesn't sit well with me, because surely the contestant pool was probably adjusted so that this particular contestant would be involved in this particular week of tapings in order to be able to have that feel-good moment. Not to mention, they are really hard up for feel-good moments right now. Let's admit it. So again, all congratulations to Amy. Long may her run continue and... This is something that Jeopardy got right. Yeah. If they set it up this way, they got it right. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a cook the books in a bad way situation. Oh, here. no, not at all. Not I'm at just, all. I'm just saying that this is one of those things where sometimes you have these moments naturally, and sometimes these moments come a little bit manufactured. This one is this one is moderately manufactured and just in the selection of when these particular episodes were to air. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Mm -mm. The I oh. wish I wish I wish the new champion nothing but the best. Same here. I I, I hope they have a very successful run. Uh, they took down a five day champion. Um, all hail the new James Holzhauer, even if the run goes that long. I mean, thirty one k on the first night's not bad. But unlike right. some, unlike some so, so, champions who decided to play it safe, fucking Fisher. Uh, continue. Your your final Jeopardy category is final resting places. The clue. Okay. A cemetery on this island has the graves of Robert Fulton and two of the first four Treasury secretaries. What is Alice Island? Nope. What is Fisher's Island? Nope. nope. It's another New York area island. Eric, you want to take a crack at this one? I'll stick around there. What is Long Island? Nope. Manhattan. What is Manhattan? We were all in the vicinity. Yeah. And you yeah. all would oh, not. Wager zero. And yep. you all would not have won against our new champion because that was the final that she got correct and the other two contestants got wrong that got her the win today. Well, now I don't feel so bad because it was a two out of three stumper. <laughs> um, uh, three out of three here. Yeah. 
triple stump. Uh, for it, interesting, uh, based on the article from Newsweek here uh, that I'm reading about this, and then we'll um, get, and then we will move forward into Trivial Pursuit. The first trans champion uh, was on twelve sixteen twenty, and that was Kate Freeman. So nearly a year, almost a year, yeah. And there have been a, uh, there's been a handful. So. There may have been even more, obviously, you know, but those that are publicly right. known to be trans, openly transgender, there's there's definitely been a few. But yes, congratulations to, to Jeopardy and Amy Schneider. Wish them all the best. Continue your run. Uh, moving on in the news, uh, speaking of Some, Jeopardy. Something, one... something about a reading rainbow? Was, Butterfly in the sky? Hmm. Hmm. I can fly twice as high. Let's take a look. It's in a book. It's LeVar Burton hosting Trivial Pursuit. That is how you do a segue. <laughs> yes. Round of applause. <laughs> All right. Carry on, Mr. Espinoza. I'm surprised I actually remembered the lyrics to reading Rainbow after all this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm right on it. I'm impressed. Because <laughs> I sure as fuck did not remember those lyrics. I, I knew it was like some of them, but I was like, okay. What is that second one after that? Yeah. No, you started it, and then my mind just like, it instant hit. And I'm like, okay, this is it. It's the segue. But yes, uh, speaking of Jeopardy and reading Rainbow, uh... LeVar Burton ain't going to be host of Jeopardy because they he got his own show. He is the new host and executive producer of Trivial Pursuit, which is actually being developed by his own production company, LeVar Burton Entertainment, along alongside Hasbro's Entertainment One. Hasbro responsible for some of the family game nights on uh, ABC Family shows like uh, the specifically that family game night show. And I they think might actually they might actually own the rights to Trivial Pursuit as a whole. I think they I, still do. I would believe that. Yeah, it would yeah. make sense, especially if they're licensing it for game show form. I would imagine that would probably be the case. Um, but yes, as as we all know, uh, last time this was on the air. Uh, it was hosted by the one and only Wink Martindale. I'm pulling that up because I don't. I, I thought it was the 90s, but uh, I might. Apparently, I'm wrong. No, I'm right. Yeah, 93 yeah. to 94. Because that, that was one of my shows back on USA. Wink Martindale and go with the best Randy West. Announcing. But yeah. yeah. Um, LeVar Burton is bringing it back. Uh, we don't really have much more information about the show right now. Uh, other than the fact that it is in production. Um, so as we find out more and we get a release date, uh, we will definitely keep you guys updated here on the news desk. And now to one of the main stories that somebody has been itching for. Did you need to go ahead and get more time? 
Yes, I believe we also had an Alec Baldwin update as well. Yeah, we have an Alec Baldwin update, which I'm going to get to uh, really quick here. Um, um, have we finally resolved the issue of the smoking gun? Yes, he was never supposed to fire the gun in the first place. Um, cue the other clip. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic uh, reverb. Oh, hang on. You gimmick infringing some bitch. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> and I'll follow that up with the. Dude. You didn't earn that monkey. I earned that monkey. He he got a double there. Uh, Actually, I earned both of them. But Brian, do me a favor. Check your Facebook Messenger for the later part of tonight's podcast, please. How about we call it drawn? Ooh. Oh yeah, that's right. We were going to talk about that. Uh, anyways, I like uh, that idea. I don't know what he said, but I'll agree with it. Sure, why not? We call it a draw, and we increase the pot, which is what they should be doing, but I digress. Anyways, we you do digress. Um, yes, so another lawsuit got filed yesterday, today, sorry, today, um, against the majority bulk of people involved in this production. Um, the script supervisor, Mar- Mamie, sorry, I said Marnie. Mamie Mitchell has filed a lawsuit against actor producer Alec Baldwin and other production figures. Um, and one of the quotes in this lawsuit, um, the lawsuit, which was filed in Los Angeles, accuses Baldwin of choosing to play Russian roulette when he fired a gun without checking it and without having the armor checking it in his presence. Credit that I, one to the article author, not to Brian. No, 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 no. I found that article. I found that quote. That's mine. God damn it. <laughs> For those of you in audio land, that was three secret X's. <laughs> You get no monkey for that. I just realized I was muted when I monkeyed when I when I xed out the monkey. Well, I got the monkey already for it, so. No, but technically, yes. the article um, writer got the monkey. Oh, whatever. Writer gets the monkey. <laughs> Look, will you just will you just get the monkey off your back and give it to the article writer, please? Thank no. you very much. No, uh, but the script supervisor also in this lawsuit, alleges that Baldwin was never supposed to fire a gun in the first place. At least not for the next scene that was coming up. So not only was he not supposed to eat, like, he's just like, it doesn't look good. No, it does not. He was not supposed to even have the gun in his hand, apparently. Much less fire it. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Allow me to allow me to put this relevant into terms of this particular podcast. 
felonious Alec is so felonious. How, how felonious is he? There you go, folks. They the might very... have to throw the blanket the hosting position of that show. Uh, I got the fun feeling that that show's about to get the axe. Oh, yeah, it's going to get the big old ugly axe. I think in, I think ABC no longer wants anything to do with Alec Baldwin after this mess. Nope. And that's the first ever 4X from this panel. NFL Red Zone has the quad box. We at Life is Like a Game Show just give you the quad X. Or it's to... not it, it's not the it's not the triple X, it's the quad X. And no, we're not talking about the Queensland beer. Thank you very much. Wait, wait, wait a minute, triple X. See now I'm having now I'm having I'm being reminded of that one price is right game where you have like the secret X. That's what yeah, yeah that's what we that's just where we stole the gimmick from. Yeah. yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. we used to be three in a row. Oh, oh right. you weren't here for that. I was not. I'm I'm never here when it's just the Barry three. Broadhurst was not seen for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a game show. All right, that bought me. This was a W2M gimmick infringement. All right, let's uh let's go ahead and finish uh, yeah, up. No, I, I know we um, have one more story at the news desk, so let's go ahead and get to it here because we're like a half an hour in and we haven't even started. Granted, yeah, the show start. we're the show There's we're going to discuss. We can talk about in a half an hour. Yeah, so I mean, we're not exactly. I'm glad we have news desk content to pad this episode out with in the first place. I yeah, I believe the word you're looking for is filler. Because especially no, 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 oh. it's padding because it's Russian roulette and there's drop zones with old mattresses underneath. That's to fair. Break their oh yeah, I hate to break it to you, Brian, or to. Jeez. Well, hold on. We're not. We're, he, we we haven't spun the Russian roulette yet. Had, the drop zone hasn't hit him. The, the, the drop talk. zones. The drop zones haven't even been activated yet. He's okay for now. Yeah. So he he still had he still has his hundred and fifty dollars. He's he's on he's on the clock though to start talking about tic tac toe. Right. Because um, visuals, please. You start with a show that was all about building banks and pots and such. Somebody oh, mute him. It there we go. With, you know, personalized like Jack Barry, Gene Rayburn, Jay Jackson, Wynn Elliott, Bill Wendell. Then, speaking of longtime winners, the standard bearer with Tom McKee and Wink Martindale. Caldwell, we don't talk about him. Then you've got, speaking of USA, Patrick Wayne in 90. We don't speak of this for damn good reason. I didn't even and, realize that there was a USA Network exclusive edition. Wait, 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 hold on. Are, is this the mini deep dive of Tic-Tac-Doe? I thought we were just trying to cover the fact that it's coming back on air. John, John, Jonathan wants to feel relevant, let him. Not to and mention, then, he wants to ensure an hour-long podcast, so continue. I mean, I mean if, if we, we keep, keep cutting them off, off, we're definitely going to get to that hour-long podcast. And then you put a man who is familiar with putting X's in squares, albeit with celebrities, dancing with those stars even, in hosting a new version of Tic-Tac-Toe, Tom Bergeron. Yes, 
thank you very much, game show convention host groups in various social medias for leaking to us the pilot episode. As you can see, this is in VLC Media Player, not in YouTube. We've got secret channels, yo. But look at that stage. Modern. You got the wood homage with the floor. Got the yeah. X's and O's in the proper colors. Set design. I give it a passing rating. I mean, I will say this much about it, and we can go ahead and send this back full screen now, Eric. Um, I will say this much about it. If ever there was a guy to host the reincarnated version of Tic Tac Doe, it would definitely be somebody that has that experience with the uh, with the format of the gameplay doing Hollywood Squares and Tom Bergeron. I'm glad to see Bergeron going back to his game show roots. I mean, he loves Hollywood after all. So what I you love Hollywood. Thank you, Eric. Everybody get up. It's the Hollywood Squares. Hopefully this hopefully this No love for Square Biz at all. Hopefully. I didn't get the reference, so I'm gonna abstain from a vote. Um the original uh Hollywood Squares. The theme to his version of the show. Yeah, I I preferred I love Hollywood. Anyways, um, the only good news that can so come out of this. So you can say that you're driving down Hollywood Boulevard with the with the wind in your face and life feels good. I, I love Hollywood. I take shadows. Oh come on, come on, come on Eric. Was that not worth the monkey? <laughs> oh, right. I'm trying not to be heavy-handed with the monkey. Damn it! You That's... know that one was worth it. All right. Um. Actually, fun right. fact. Did you guys see that the pilot episode of the uh, Bergeron Hollywood Squares is on YouTube? Uh, probably. I also oh, saw the. Uh, I, I I will say this much. There was one other thing that I found on YouTube for Hollywood Squares because I was on a I was on a real bad game show kick this last week. I found the You Fool episode of Hollywood Squares as well. More oh, oh. What, sponsored? No spoilers. <laughs> I, 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 fine, fine, but do you, you could you say that uh, that uh, particular episode was produced by both On the Mall and Fremantle? Hey, Brian? <laughs> um, let's talk about though the elephant in the room, or um, if we can bring her in at all CGI glory, the dragon in the room? I've got a mixed opinion here. It's like what, what the, the fuck is that? That's a dragon. Yeah, I am aware. Why does it look like the dragon from Shrek got a uh why does it look like the dragon from Shrek got employment in the game show? Damn, I didn't notice the resemblance until now. You're right. Okay, seriously, what the fuck? I'm sorry, I still approve of this. Brian. I do. He gives the no buy. No Eric buy. gives a buy. No buy. No buy. I'll give it till the actual premiere episode. Which, speaking of, no, can we have... just to make just to make the deadlock? Uh, we have a tie vote. 
We add to the pod, we carry on. Uh, go ahead and send us back full again. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Jonathan, quick question here. Refresh for those listening that may not know, when is the relaunch of Tic Tac Doe supposed to happen? I do not believe the date has been announced. But I'd, I'd assume winter schedule, no? Especially if they're already in production and producing episodes and stuff? It's an NBC Universal project. There has not oh, been, we'll to be, my understanding, a debut date announced. We'll, we'll be talking about another one of those a little bit later on in this particular podcast. Uh, the joys of pilot season. Anywho, um, I think that concludes the news desk finally. So, uh, Mr. Watkins, what happened to the poll this week? Well, there was one single soul that was brave enough to vote for 500 questions. However, there were four others who decided, you know what? It's a good week to play Russian roulette. Go ahead, pull it up. Oh, hang on. Got to go ahead and get the full results. Please hold. This is, also, this is also what happens when you go ahead and take some time off. You got to dig back farther to go ahead and get it. For, for those of you in audio land, you'll, you'll note that we are currently stalling for time. For those of you in video land, you will see the Florida Gator banner behind Jonathan Nelson. And I assure you, Florida Gator rant coming tomorrow on the kickoff. <laughs> yeah. You, you I don't want me, meanwhile, I'm just over again. here. I'm just over here. Jamming out to some square business. I, I mean, granted, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this right. and your uh, lack of first half defense. Yeah. At the, wow. campus, at the campus, it was final exam day, so I was sitting behind a desk all day. My legs are cramped. I had to stand up here. Really? Four to one? Yep. <laughs> Four to one? You should be familiar Four with that one. score, huh? Are you kidding what, 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 you, you, you want to fight about it? You got four seconds. Let's go. <laughs> hey, about a question, top 10 challenge, and a triple threat coming at you, Watkins. <laughs> I got uh -oh. the penalty bottle. I got the penalty bottle. Wait, I'm wait. i to settle down. Don't, 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 don't you do it. Wait, I'll have to wait, send wait. it a review to Toronto. Don't wait, do it. Wait, don't wait, make wait, me do it. What? Uh, guys, um, what is this red light underneath me? Well, well, I'll be. So the drop zone was activated after all. Huh. I hate this. I hate this layout. No, no. I'm not, no. Even, I'm not even in frame. You weren't in frame. There you go. Actually, I kind of prefer the triple one like this anyway. Yeah, same here. All right. So as you guys saw, Russian Roulette ended up picking up the victory inside of the poll. So we will be discussing what was actually a one show, nope, a two show, a two season wonder over on GSN. So apparently the person who selected this show didn't even understand that the one show wonder thing was limited to shows with one season. What do you mean one that was? No, 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 no. 
This was a one season one. Per movie. our friends at Wikipedia, not a valid academic resource. However, perfectly valid for game show podcasts. Oh, hold on. I have to pull it back up now. I, I had it. And I no, I have it. it. I have it. I don't know where the hell Russian roulette came from. Go ahead and read the opening line of the I Russian am roulette Wikipedia. Out loud, yeah, sir. You could go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, having it and losing it, I mean, it's kind of hard to do that when you're dealing with that situation. Mm. All right. For the one drop zone available, just say Mr. Purdue. Ow. <laughs> Go! You should be used nope. to hearing that this week. <laughs> Wait, nope, nope, nope. I got to take that one for review in Toronto. I got to go behind. Nope. Hold All right. I'll be... Up, up, up. Okay, we're. Oh no, it's just the two of us. That's fine. I got this. Russian Roulette is an American game show created and executive produced by Gunnar Wetterberg that ran for two seasons. All right, shut your ass. On Game Show Network from June third, two thousand and two to June thirteenth, two thousand and three. The show was hosted by Mark L. Wahlberg and announced by Burton Richardson. All right, I feel like we lost Eric at some point. I'm not sure yeah, what's going on with this. He's 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 in Toronto doing a booth review. This is this is a great bit for an audio podcast. Oh wait, K killing us, Watkins. All right, let's let's go ahead and run over some of the details from the Russian Roulette game show here, Brian. Uh, six six circles, four contestants, six drop zones. Same difference. Drop zones, not circles. Come on. But, but were they or were they not circles? I mean, technically they were circles, but they were drop zones. Okay. The Russian roulette set consists of a circle with six trap doors referred to as drop zones by the host. There you go. Four of which are occupied by the episode's contestants. Guys, from down here, they look like squares to me. Do we have another water bottle to throw at the peanut gallery? Yes, yes, we do. Would you like one lobbed? Yes. Just say Inco the word. Incoming. Ow. <laughs> Thank you. That's a that's a short way down in that drop zone. We must have really padded that thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, meanwhile, let's go ahead and discuss this here. Uh, so contest. We can kind of do a back and forth about this while we wait for Eric to get back and kind of discuss this. Oh. Oh, he's, he's 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 here. We go. I'll, I'll All right, let's go. Let's go to umpire Eric Watkins down on the ice with the official call. Upon review, Nielsen, two minutes for instigating, five minutes for fighting, ten minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. Espinoza, five minutes for fighting. Nielsen, podcast misconduct for rooting for a bum ass team who cannot win in the state of Florida. I'll take my five minutes for that. I'll see the bar next week, buddy. <laughs> All right. So we were discussing the formatting here and the circular drop zones. How's that? Compromise. Where the fuck did Brian go? Get back out of here. You're going ahead. I'm commuting your penalty. <laughs> Besides, the Islanders gave up another goal anyway, so you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind but, then. 
the five the the five minute major the the problem with the five minute majors is the the gold doesn't disallow them. Yeah, I forgot about that. San Jose right. Sharks fans didn't, but that's beside the point. We will go ahead and discuss what we were about to discuss with with Brian here because, um, I voted for this show. I will openly admit to that. Mm-hmm. It's I, a good show. I especially for a GSN original, which not a whole lot of the GSN originals had a lot of staying power. This is one of those ones that I felt like could have had a longer run if they decided to give it such. But we'll talk about the actual show itself there. Let's just go ahead and go over the gameplay and stuff while we wait for Brian to return from his from his from his game misconduct. Well, he, he just got the five minute major, so he'll be good. We'll go ahead, we'll score a couple of goals and he'll be fine. All right. Um First round would start with the four contestants each being given $150. A randomly selected contestant would start, and they would have to uh, challenge one of the other contestants to answer a trivia question based on what they know about those contestants and what they feel their strengths and, weak- and or weaknesses may or may not be. Very similar, in a sense, to Dog Eat Dog, just from a trivia-only perspective instead of a physicality nature. Right, because with something like this... It was almost a sense of the original 21 to where they gave you a little bit of knowledge when they introduced themselves and you kind of work with that. So very early strategy adopted with some of those questions. I like that. First round questions were worth an additional $150. A correct answer prevented you from having to play Russian roulette. With every additional question asked, an extra red drop zone was added to the game. If you got your question wrong, there was a little trigger on the podium sitting next to you. Thank you, slot machine arm. You would have your 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 particular drop zone would be unlocked, and you would have to pull the the slot machine arm and hope that the red light did not land on your particular stance once you got it wrong. Because if it did, you would fall through the floor, and whatever was in your bank would be awarded to the person who challenged you to that question. It's time for a line change. I think my five minutes is up. Yeah, get back out here. <laughs> All right, we were just discussing the round one, the round one formatting. Um. Okay, so round one formatting. Okay. Uh, just talking about like the uh, the slot machine arm that that oh kind of yeah doubled as it as, as the trigger for the uh for the gun in this particular instance, I guess for lack oh, of a better phrase. Really, it was just this weird looking slot machine arm <laughs> on a pole right in front of you. But I do like this special sound. When oh, I, I like the, the drop sound. Zones and everything. Yeah, I great. liked the sound effects on this show. Like, they didn't... The, the sound package on this show was a really small one, but I think they got it right. We'll discuss uh, We'll discuss all of the, the extras about the show once we go through the gameplay here. The second round would then start after a contestant was eliminated in the first round, regardless of how long that would take. And I believe the value of the questions was up to $300 in the second round. Uh, it was 300 in round three. It was 200 in round two. Okay. Uh, yes. In season two, they got cheap and only made it 250. Okay. So play, play would go the same way as, Play would go the same way as round one. You would challenge somebody that you think did not know the question, the answer to the question that was being asked. And then obviously correct answers. You're awarded the cash in your bank, incorrect answers. And you had to play the aforementioned Russian roulette. 
the finale, the final round of the show would be the only one that was different in terms of its gameplay. And I'm not referring to the bonus round here. I'm referring to the final round with the two contestants going yeah, head, the head to head, head, head yeah. round. Head to head round yeah. The head to head round would have the two contestants, and then you would have the option to either answer the question yourself, or if you felt your opponent didn't know it, you could challenge them to answer it and risk conceding control of the of the final round board over to the opponent if they were to get said question correct. At the end of uh, uh, the, the particular episodes, I watched a couple episodes on YouTube. Very easily findable on YouTube. Well worth the watch, in my opinion. One of the more underrated GSN game shows like me and Eric were just talking about. Yeah, this is one of those like hidden GSN original gems. So, so... And, and, and I don't think Mark L. Wahlberg, not to be confused with the... Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark Wahlberg of Wahlburgers and all that fame. CSI, or uh, not CSI? Um, which which one is it? He's the one, Blue Bloods. Yeah, I think that's yep, it. Yeah, Blue, Blue Bloods, Bloods, the Funky Bunch. Um, if the buzzer went off and nobody had been eliminated in the final round, then the person with the least amount of money would be eliminated automatically. Now, and after each round, in the first two rounds, to make everything a little bit more risky. If you went through a round, nobody was eliminated. If I remember right, they would add a drop zone, making it more likely to be eliminated each subsequent round in the first two rounds. Yeah, there was always the whole we're adding more drop zones, more yep. chance to get eliminated thing. Um, in the third round, it was actually it was random, not the least amount of money was the, that person that dropped. Mark Wahlberg would walk to the middle, hit the uh, hit the, the thing that comes up from up underneath the stage, and they would determine it that way. It was, there... it was never it was never whoever had the least amount of money automatically gets eliminated. Interesting. The whole, the whole show was the whole show was always based on the random aspect of Russian roulette. Jonathan's trying to get reinstated to the game show. No, I don't think he's trying to get reinstated to the game show. He's just being a disembodied voice because... There's a lot of space down here under the stage, just saying. It's a pretty decent-sized set. What can we say? Yeah. Will you, will you just put that mattress to good use? Go the fuck to bed. Anyways, they said family show. <laughs> it hasn't been a family show since minute one. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, fun fact that I just saw on the Wikipedia page, actually. If there was a tie at the end of round three, the head to head round. Yeah, that's what I was just mentioning. Yeah. Wahlberg would instigate the Russian roulette spin to eliminate one of the contestants at rent. That would kind of have to fucking suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's that's literally what I was just saying. Is it's it wasn't it was never the person with the least amount of money got eliminated. It was always a Marky Mark or not Marky Mark, but Mark Wahlberg, the other Mark. This this show's host Mark Wahlberg. Yes, this if I haven't made that perfectly clear yet. Yes, this particular Wahlberg's uh, would instigate the or would activate the all the drop zones, turn on them, turn them all on, and. 
I think they did it. I think they did like they activated three of the lights or something, um, which would pretty much all but guarantee that one of them would get eliminated. Here's my question. Like, hypothetically speaking, what happens if both contestants land on? I, I don't mean, think that was possible. Mm -mm. No, but it would have been funny. Because if, because if they're standing like in this particular image, for example, and they activated the the drop zones in a triangular fashion, there's no way that the two drop zones could ever the two drop zones those contestants were on could ever be el uh, eliminated at the same time. Yeah, right. They line up three of them, but next to each other, never both lit at the same time. But it's it would be guaranteed that at least one of them would be lit. Shout so, out to DJ Games on Deviant Art for the image used for this particular bit, but how they did it again. One, the first drop, drop zone, it drop by itself. Safe, drop safe, drop yeah. safe. Yeah. So it's the first one by itself. Then when two drop zones were activated, they were across from each other. Then in the triangle, then the two safe zones were active for across from each other. Then the one safe zone. So they always followed that pattern. Yeah. And even then, sometimes you could see with the generator, it take that little extra tick to make sure one of them would go. And only one. All right. So let's head over to the bonus round now. The winning contestant moved to the top left zone and has 60 seconds to answer five brain teaser questions correctly. Ten multiple choice questions of three answers in season two. These usually consist of anagrams or jumbled words, unscrambling letters to form the answer based on clues given, math problems, and general knowledge questions. The timer begins ticking once Mark, Wal once Mark L. Wahlberg asks the first question. After every 10 seconds, a drop zone would be activated on the, on the play field. If time ran out, or if the contestant at any time gave an incorrect answer, he or she would drop, but would receive $500 for every correct answer, $300 in Season 2. Again, Season 2, they got cheap. The contestant has the option to pass on a question and return to it if time permits. Season 1, the contestant was required to begin each answer with the phrase, My answer is, so that thinking aloud would not be mistaken for an answer. But it is no longer required on, it was no longer required on Season 2. We will be posting a link to the Wikipedia page for Russian Roulette for you guys to be able to check all this information out for yourselves as well. Yeah, because, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, answering all the questions correctly, the contestants winning for that round is augmented to $10,000. The contestant is then given an option to exchange the 10000 for one final game of Russian Roulette for a grand prize of $100,000. With the number of drop zones opening during the previous segment used as the number of drop zones for the final game. At the end of the show's run, three contestants had survived the final drop and won the $100,000 grand prize. So overall, it really wasn't bad. And you kind of got the idea being able to take that calculated risk for the final drop if you had survived the full like 60 seconds if you had won the 10 ran you pretty much know right then and there what your chances were because they tell you yeah you had these many seconds left you took this long 
these many drop zones. And if that wasn't enough, you would see each drop zone open up. And what they had as far as special effects, the outside of that ring, the main stage, was your digital 60-second clock ticking away. It passed by that zone, opened up. Yeah, it's about building tension. As soon as that first 10 seconds would go past, you would hear the sound of the door opening. And as a little bit of an extra fun fact, yes, there was indeed a Russian version of the show. April of 02 to June of 03. Because honestly, why not? I believe that was just called roulette. <laughs> there is actually the 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 show was uh definitely produced and aired in the Soviet bloc of countries, if you look at the international versions. All right, I'm looking to see if there's yeah, international versions also available on the aforementioned Wikipedia page that we are discussing this particular from. Yes, uh, there was a Romanian version, there's a Serbian, Croatian. Like I said, there's the, the show was definitely marketed in the Soviet bloc. I Everything now, relates back to Romania and Serbia. Now I kind of want to go watch, see if I can't find an episode of the UK version on YouTube. I might have to check that out once we get done with this podcast. Now, but, funny, now, I'm we, the we one that usually makes the UK references. We haven't talked about the fun, the most fun part of the show, though. Where do they go? Uh, what's the view like down there, Jonathan? Oh, shut up. You only dropped three feet. Uh, where are you finding this particular information at, sir? Uh, research. Well, I appreciate you doing it, but... Ah, thank you. Now, I take fandom wiki with a huge yeah. grain of salt. I mean, bigger than even bigger than regular Wikipedia. But the information here does link up to what I recall reading years ago about this show. Oh, hey, I found that Taylor Morton weeks ago down here. Ah, uh, I love the Playboy Playmate episode. Um, but yes, no, the, um, they dropped down, uh, six feet in season one, and then they trimmed it down to three feet uh there was a room below the stage it had extra well, my, thick padding and they were told to crouch what? and roll when dropping slash landing so that their head didn't get bonked by the trap door hole or the trap door door yeah i think I uh hypothetically oh shut up at least you didn't sprain an ankle unlike one unfortunate contestant true story just say the word can we close that bottle adam can we close that trap door back up so we don't have to listen to him anymore one bottle incoming see this your accuracy is your, your accuracy with those is quite impressive why do you think there's only one disembodied voice on League to the Max or whatever? 
Free Agent Day available in the archives over on youtube.com backslash WTOM Network. I got one last bottle. I got one last bottle. All right, let's go ahead and uh, the I just was just looking at the um, the wiki a fandom page that you sent me. We'll put the link in there too. Highest amount of money ever won on the show. Todd truly, hundred and two thousand two hundred dollars. Not bad, and especially considering is how your maximum was just under one hundred and four thousand dollars. Uh, yes, one hundred and three thousand eight hundred and fifty per the one hundred and three thousand six hundred, depending on the on season. C- uh, again, per the uh, wiki uh, page for uh, fandom for uh, Russian roulette. Again, link will be in the description. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to discuss. So we did. We just ran over the details of the show what? itself. One of the things that I wanted to discuss here. Well, we were talking uh, you'll about notice the trap doors before the peanut gallery that got dropped earlier chimed in. Oh, go ahead and talk about the trap doors some more then, and then we'll get into the uh, we'll get into our wrap up sequence for it. Go ahead. But yeah, no the um, the the contestants were dropped six feet at the in season one, three feet in season two. Well, much like much like the cash in season two, the distance to drop them got cut in the budget as well. Yeah, uh, that probably I imagine was for safety reasons. Um, but yes, they they would uh, they they dropped down. They were told to to duck and roll, um, and apparently, surprisingly. Uh, in all of those episodes and out of the two seasons, there was only one contestant that got injured, uh, with a sprained ankle from the drop zones. Didn't execute the duck and roll properly, I bet. Probably. That would have been a lame duck Are they, and roll. Or, or, or. Take us out of here, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and finish your story. I, I apologize. No, <laughs> what else do I have to say after that? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I mean, okay. So yeah, in order to be on the show, you had to sign like waivers and release forms to the extent of like as if you were on, say, a guts or a double dare or you know a physical stunt show. Um, but yeah, also there was, they never dropped somebody without going to a commercial break afterward. Well, that was a whole idea. You went ahead, you dropped them, went to commercial next round started after the commercial. Yeah. Well, that's cause they had to take the set there. They had to take the time to clear out that person from the drop padding underneath. Yeah. They had to scrape the carcass off. Be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Still here. Just say the word, gentlemen. I got one final volley I can launch at. Save, save it. Save it for the big save it for the big finish. All right. Um so one of the things that the I big posted. Finish. The- Wait a minute. That's the wrong game show for the big finish, buddy. <laughs> it's the wrong kind of podcast for a big finish as well. <laughs> I'm just look, you can't expect a big finish every time, okay? That there's limits. 
Sometimes there's a moderate. Anyways, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I, one of the things that I uh, posted in the format for the show is the viability in its current presentation. Is this a game show that could be revived as it was? And my honest answer is yes, with a caveat. I don't think you could get away with this name currently. No, 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 no. Have it. Bring it back. With a you, little bit more money, you think naturally. so? You re you really think Russian roulette is that going to be that controversial that they wouldn't or couldn't name the game show Russian roulette? I, I mean, it's a I very it it's, a, it's a popular idiomatic phrase. It's not necessarily tied to Russia, the I, country. I, I don't mean in terms of the country. I mean in terms of the connotation with like the. With the, with the whole the whole suicide awareness thing and everything going on nowadays as well. Basically, not the country Russia, where the country the United States is now, twenty years later. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that the name would be viable currently. And it's fun. It's ironic that I say that because, well, I do believe we have some news to discuss in terms of a potential viability for a. Relaunch of sorts. I'm glad you asked in the most awkward segue ever recorded on the W2M network. Ever. It's certainly up there. Yeah, no, there's been more awkward point of viewer. I mean, for example, you see this? You see this? This has got your name on it, Watkins. Your name on it. Yeah, try throwing it a couple hundred miles. You're oh, I'll make that good. I, I, I mean. I mean, I'll overnight drop ship this thing, and it'll get there. It'll just drop right on your head, and I'll be like, "Bam!" Oh, too bad you can't pay for certain shipping for other overnight drop ship stuff. Speaking of which, I have a package to open when we're done with tonight's broadcast. Uh, hey guys, since I'm down here, uh, how about next week we do a million dollar money drop? And I get some prize down here. No, you want me to launch it? Not yet. Okay. We're, we're I thought getting, that was bad enough that it deserved it. We're we're getting there. Don't worry. I promise. Okay. Let's go Anyways, ahead. And, let's go it ahead. Takes and us, it takes us time to climax around here. Okay, again. See, you gotta you gotta go you gotta go slow and low, baby. Slow and low. The size of the boat, motion of the never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anyways, um. um Apparently, I have a, I have a question for you, Mister Broadhurst. Will the humiliations heaped on game show contestants ever cease? Uh, no, because there's something inanimately funny about watching somebody get dropped through a circle through a stage. Well, you're exactly right because NBC has picked up a new trivia series called Still Standing, which is apparently based on a hit Israeli game show of the same title, um, which is pretty much almost damn exact carbon copy of Russian roulette. Uh, contestants have to outguess opponents in trivia battles or fall through trap doors. Um, ABC has committed to eight episodes of the show. Um, Fun fact that I just found on Wikipedia as well. Apparently not the first time that this has been tried in the United States. Still standing? Uh, this one is called Who's Still Standing? Huh. And so is that a... 
a 40-minute release that was originally on NBC from December of 2011 to January of 2012. So it made it from that run December 19th. No, that's the, that's, that's the news that, yeah, because that's the news, because this article that you sent me is from 2011. Oh, hey, I think I see a host over there. Is that Ben Bailey? No. Hold on, I'm looking. Um, There's a few more drop zones over there, too. Yeah, no, it actually was Ben Bailey that hosted it. I'll be damned. I'm going to have to look this up. Apparently, yeah, this is this is I, it. This is it's uh I never standing is the is is the show that we're talking about based on this article you sent me. So yeah, it looks like in 2011 it got a little bit of a revive. 6 or weeks. at least the the format got a revive. I don't know if I'd say the show got a revive. Um One hero stands at center stage with 10 strangers standing around the perimeter facing in each participant stands on a trap door. The hero challenges each stranger one by one in an order selected by the hero in a head-to-head trivia battle. The host asks alternating questions, starting with the stranger with a series of partially filled-in blanks, showing the words in the correct answer. The participant has 20 seconds to give the correct answer, starting from the moment the question appears. The answer must be given as spelled out in the puzzles, although slight variations in pronunciation are allowed. Multiple guesses are allowed as long as a correct answer is given before time runs out, even if it is given unintentionally while thinking out loud. So the Wheel of Fortune rule. Um, the hero is given two passes in some episodes three at the start of the game. Passing a question forces the stranger to answer it with the fresh 20 second countdown. Strangers may not pass. They must answer all questions. The challenge ends when a contestant misses the question. The trap door under that person's feet opens, dropping the participant through the stage and eliminating them with no winnings. If the hero dropped, the victorious stranger wins $10,000, 25 in the 8th or ninth challenge, or 50 in the 10th challenge. If the stranger drops, the hero wins an amount of money between $1,000 and $20,000, revealed on a screen at the stranger's position once the challenge is over. Value of each stranger is based on the difficulty that the hero is expected to face. Um, after five strangers have dropped, heroes offered a chance to walk away with all money or try to win more. If they stay in, they get one more pass and will have another chance to leave after each subsequent stranger is dropped. Dropping eight, nine, or all ten strangers increases the hero's winnings to two fifty, five hundred, or a million dollars, respectively. Any hero who chooses to end the game and keep their winnings has the option of leaving by walking out of the studio or dropping through the floor. Well, I appreciate that they give them the option. I wouldn't mind, especially if I want a good chunk of chunk of change. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm good. See you." Drop. Wee! Hey, up there. Uh, remember that episode you were watching before you went live? What? The guy at the end, what did he want to do? He wanted to drop down the hole? Yeah. He uh, got to the uh, 62nd round, and he got one wrong, and he gave a salute before uh, he came down here. <laughs> How's he doing? Uh, I think he left one before I got down here. 
I gotta say, the acoustics in that hole are quite impressive. Uh, I mean, they at least had some good studio design. Yeah. yeah this is the six footer. Otherwise, I'd be able to poke my head out back on stage. Uh, after the hero exits the game, remaining strangers, including the one who defeated the hero, if applicable, play a speed round amongst themselves. The host asks a question to each one in turn with 10 seconds instead of 20. I... Each correct answer adds 2,000 to a jackpot. Wrong answer drops them. Um, um, the stranger who defeats the hero will still keep their winnings. Last one standing wins the entire jackpot. They also get the option of dropping through the trap door if they want. Um, a speed round is always played when at least two strangers remain. Should there not be enough time to air the speed round, it either gets either got posted on the show's website or it was aired on the next episode. Nine episodes in 2011 going to 2012. I really enjoyed Russian Roulette. I remember watching Russian Roulette when it first aired. I remember fuck all about this show. Well, again, in Israel, it it aired from 2010 to 2013, took a two-year hiatus, and has been on the air since October 12th, 2015 to present. Well, yeah, I, I, the Chinese I version is also still on the air. It's been on the air since 2012. Um, my guess actually, is... this 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 format is still on the air in a lot of countries: India, Greece. Italy, Turkey, Greece, Greece. That's all the countries. Yeah, the rest of them are in red. Uh, this is this is per the Who's Still Standing Wikipedia page, which we will make sure. Eric gets the link to and to include in the show description as well. Um, but I think I think you know I gotta go check that out now for sure because I I thought this was like I should have checked the date on the article you sent me. I thought this was like you know breaking news. I didn't realize this was a decade old news. Yeah, I thought it, I I was under the impression that they were relaunching because I looked for like a Russian roulette relaunch when I did the search and. This is what came up, and I suspected that maybe because we all know that reviving game shows is kind of the end thing to do for television stations currently. We see a series of game show nights on on uh, ABC. Uh, NBC has its own set of game shows that it's running in primetime on a regular basis as well. CBS is starting to get back into the game show experience again in primetime, even going as far as to send the primetime versions of uh, Prices Right and uh, Let's Make a Deal in as well as viable contenders. Even CW's getting on the gig. Legends of the Hidden Temple, which we discussed a couple of weeks ago, available in the archives here on Life is Like a Game Show. Segway! Yeah, segway to uh, tell them where, the, where can they find the archives. Uh, it's funny that you say that. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services. I was getting there. We're going to do our... That we'll was our... a horrible transition. I gave what? you a good setup and then you just bungled it. That's you what? butt fumbled that transition. Spoken like a true Jets fan. <laughs> Anyways, you can find us on all of your favorite. See this bottle, Broadhurst. 
<laughs> Relax. At least we beat them for you this season, okay? No, shut the fuck up, Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you can now find us- you can say that you've been listening to Life is Like a Game Show here on the W2M Network. You can find us on all of your favorite audio listening services, such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Brian, guess what? Spotify is here. Yeah! He nailed it on his first try, Nelson. I would have the opportunity to play that damn drum zone. <laughs> in addition, you can find us in video format on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and occasionally Twitch when Rattledge isn't hogging the feed. All right. Since apparently the acoustics are really good down in the hole, uh, JTN, where can people find you online? JTN2002 on Twitch. Um, also on, yeah, there's Twitch, there's 3D Box, there's Facebook, but only friends are allowed there. And uh, yeah, also, if you're not visually inclined, like I'm not down here right now, um, you got the Spreaker, you got the Spreaker, you got the Apple, ow! <laughs> on the... <laughs> iHeartRadio. Why is he trying to do another outro plug? Did I get them all? No. No. Leave, leave uh, that. Leave that gimmick. Out. Leave that gimmick to the professionals. Wait uh, a minute. Somebody's getting paid to do this. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Since when do I get paid to plug this network? <laughs> you hear that? S.Garmer at gmail.com. All right. Uh, where can people find you online, Brian? Uh, I. I am at the Andesian on Twitter. Um, something about dark Twitters and stuff. I'll let Watkins handle that one. Um, also, don't forget about the show Twitter at W2MLILAGS, L-I-L-A-G-S. You can find all of the news about the show and some of our archives there as well. Uh, because Mr. Broadhurst here totally forgot about that one. Also, Bolton Pole. Oh, shut up. Ow. <laughs> poll to be decided once we get off air so um, pay attention to the w2 well, actually actually we're not having a poll this week oh that is right we are we are cur- uh, we are off next week due to thanksgiving don't you do it don't no 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 Espinosa, I'm cutting you off right now. Next, no, no. next, you neither. Next Nielsen. week, no, next, no. next week on Life is Like a Game. Sh- nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm. Wow, I know where that was going. He tried that yesterday. No, no. <laughs> he got hit. he got hit with the accent with the quickness there. Wow. You asshole! You asshole! Yes! Yes! No! Um, Next week on Life is Like a Game Show, we have a food often stuffed. (laughs) And something you take to the beach. See? This is why. This is why. This is why. I should have known better. Should have known better. Should have known better. Uh, Eric, the first I have a qu- thing you buy at a supermarket. You ass. Eric, Ooh. I got a <laughs> Eric, I got a question for you. Things you can say at Thanksgiving dinner and while having sex. I'm coming. 
I'm stuffed. Uh, okay. Yes, next week we are going to have uh, a very special episode here of Life is Like a Game Show. We're going to uh, be talking about that infamous clip from Family Fortunes. And uh, we'll be we'll be covering probably, I guess we could call it some of our favorite game show bloopers uh, of all time. Because what's holidays without some game show bloopers, right? You As I get the sturdy stink guy from Watkins, <laughs> because this is twice in one week that I have gotten him with family fortunes. <laughs> Let's see how good my aim is out of the hole here. Oh, no. You missed. Your aim is miserable, much <laughs> like your Islanders. Uh, I heard that. <laughs> Eric, uh, where can people find you online? He Nielsen can't complete a bottle pass if his if if it was a one yard handoff. Exactly, just like Jets quarterbacks. But that's besides the point. Ow! <laughs> The, the irony of that is his camera went blurry right as he got hit, too. Eric, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Squid Sports Head. You can also, if you're not interested in live tweeting or any different stuff like that, you can find me on Facebook. Eric Watkins, you know the drill by now. Picture of the guy in the recliner holding a wine next to the laundry. Flame wars, tutoring advice, tax advice, whatever you need, there's there. You can also find me a whole bunch of other places here on the W2M network here with Harry. I still had to check that on the kickoff. Yeah, he's still there with Ryan on League to the Max or, or whatever. whatever. Uh, with the infamous as email s.garmer gmail.com. We will be reconvening Sunday for soccer to the max. So if you think that you've had enough of me for right now, well, too damn bad. However, if you're looking for something extra spicy from either myself or Brian here, slide into either of our DMs on Twitter, undergo the strict, thorough, and proper vetting process. You will gain access to my dark Twitter or his dark Twitter, Kick, Snapchat, Telegram, different areas of Reddit. Yeah, even I was surprised that that even I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure everybody's moved over to Wicker by now. And you would think Telegram is really the hot spot, especially since Snapchat has really been off of their shit lately. But again, well, can you blame them? They're getting hit left, right, and center by uh, uh, certain things. We'll just call them things. Yeah, well, um, at the very least, those things can miss, so I can do things and with things and other things. Trust me, those things don't mess. I'm Fair at point. A- I'm at ATB the Eagle pretty much everywhere because I'm just going to get us away from this. <laughs> uh, Please, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter. Nielsen apparently found the 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 escape door. From underneath, I t- told you we needed to close that door. Damn. Nobody listens to me. Damn faulty doors. I got one last piece of advice for all of you out there watch your step. He should have stayed in the damn hole. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him so hard his camera angle changed. Anywho. Uh, at ATB the Eagle on pretty much all of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Uh, technically, there is a Snapchat, but it's not really used. Although apparently, it's not really relevant either. According uh, to the don't don't give up on it just yet. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the official plugs here on the W2M Network. As Eric mentioned, the kickoff is tomorrow this week due to some personal issues that we will not be discussing on air. However, we will be getting into our midseason review tomorrow on the kickoff as we discuss our predictions for the 2021 college football, 2021 NFL playoffs and the 2022 college football playoffs as well as our midseason awards for MVP, coach, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, amongst other things, that rookie, um, all the other awards we usually hand out in a given season. That'll be tomorrow night on the W2M Network. Um, I mentioned the Rattledge thing. I actually do have a current production with Rattledge that just went live this past Sunday. The Indie Siders. As the world of independent wrestling is delved into, we talked about XPW's Rebirth and House of Glory's Born Again. From the, Rebirth was on the 7th of November and Born Again was on the 12th. Born Again is the company that's actually owned by rap mogul Master P, or House of Glory. It's owned by Master P. XPW is owned by porn financier, Robert Zakari, professionally known as Rob Black. He of the federal indictments for explicit porn. Yeah, I see the look you're giving me, Brian. I'll explain off air. <laughs> I think that's everything we have for this particular show. Uh, you Don't forget, you can also find League to the Max here on the W2M Network. That's myself. And uh, Dr. Manhattan over here, I mean, uh, Eric Watkins, uh, as I'm trying to force him out of a Dr. Manhattan role and more into an actual, you know, co-host on this thing. Do you really think people want to see me on camera even more often? Uh, no, you can keep the you can keep the Dr. Manhattan. OK, fine. Yeah, we want you more on camera. You lose, Eric. Um, we are off next week for the holidays. Um, mainly because there's just not enough content right now. Um, <laughs> but we will be back on the 29th. Uh, that show airs Monday nights. Uh, we will definitely be back Monday the 29th. Uh, we will be covering the rest of the free agency moves. And I will be giving my thoughts on how I personally feel about preseason now that I've actually had the chance to play some games in preseason and not just reading off numbers from a patch note sheet. Not to mention, we did not ignore the official highlight reel from Worlds 2021 that came out, but... While we were on air. Reading those patch notes, I bet. Uh, preseason patch is a big deal, Okay. <laughs> Real quick, before we get off the air here, let's go ahead and make this official for everybody. Um, we'll, we'll we'll hit up some bloopers next week, assuming time allows to record for the Thanksgiving episode, because obviously with the yeah, show airing Thursday, Thursday night, Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving next, it's going to be kind of sketchy yeah, at best. Next week's episode may not air on Thanksgiving. Pay attention to our Twitter, at W2M Lilags. We'll post the, our... our or the or at W2M Net on Twitter, either one. W2M Network. Yeah. Can we get the branding like consistent? Well, because W2M Net is 
W2Mnet is actually not in use on Twitter, so we could probably get it. Well, we'll send those messages to s.garmer at gmail.com, and we can collaborate with there. All right, real quick, before we get out of here, let's go ahead and set up our poll for two weeks. Oh, let's set up the poll. Do we want to set up a poll now, or do we want to do it next week? Do it next week. because I've yeah, got like one question for you, and it's really 500. 500 questions stays on damn poll. Let's do it next week because we're going to do an episode next week. It's just it may not be on Thursday because Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. Exactly. All right. That's fair then. So stay tuned for stay stay tuned for a best of next week. Kind of sort of ish. And then all, we will get yeah, a, well, all your damn turkey. We'll get we'll get a new poll to you guys out next week as well. And a lot. Hey, you hey Eric. Actively involved. Eric, I have one question for you. And what month does a woman begin to look pregnant? <laughs> and it's not November. <laughs> For Just remember, everybody, from us, your life is like game show. Remember, have your bracket builders spayed and neutered. For the Andesian, Brian Espinoza, JTN2002, Jonathan Nielsen, the DSDO, the Squid Sports Head, Eric Watkins, I'm H-E-B the Eagle. My name is Harry Broders. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network. This has been a W2M Network presentation.